Welcome to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett, and I'm the director and producer of the show. Expressing Motherhood is celebrating 10 years this year, so thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Expressing Motherhood is obviously on Facebook and Instagram and, of course, Twitter. The hashtag for Expressing Motherhood is Exmo Show. You're about to listen to Claire Lezebnik share her story with you about motherhood. Claire's a Los Angeles mom and she actually flew up to Portland to be in our Portland show in April of 2018. Here's her bio. She grew up in Newton, Massachusetts, went to Harvard, and moved to Los Angeles. She has written five novels. I did not know this until reading her biography right now. Since I cast people off of their stories, I don't dig around to find out who they are. It's always just important to me to cast people off of strong stories. But clearly, Claire's a writer. So five adult novels and... She's also published four ya novels with Harper Collins. She co-wrote Overcoming Autism, Finding the Answers. She also co-wrote Strategies and Hope that Can Transform a Child's Life and Growing Up on the Spectrum, a guide to life, love, and learning for young adults with autism and Asperger's. Amazing. Her co-author is the brilliant Dr. Lynn Kern-Kogel, and she is the clinical director of the Kogel Autism Center at the University of California in Santa Barbara. She lives in the Pacific Palisades with her husband, Rob, who writes for The Simpsons. And she has four kids, Max, Johnny, Annie, and Will, and too many pets to keep track of. Holy cow, Claire is accomplished. Okay, Claire's website is clairelezebnik.com and you can read more about her there or buy one of her books off of Amazon. It was a really big treat to have Claire fly up. I had never met her, so I felt a little nervous, hoping that she would enjoy the experience. And she emailed me afterwards saying that she enjoyed it more than she thought she would. And that meant a lot to me. She was actually more exuberant than that. She just really was profoundly moved by it. And that meant so much to me. So if you ever hear of an Expressing Motherhood show that's in a city that you want to go visit, don't rule it out that you can't submit to that show. Always makes for a cool trip, you know, and a good way to get outside of your comfort zone. Without further ado, here is Claire Lezebnik sharing her story for expressing motherhood. This past year, I trained to become a counselor for a national crisis text line. After the last presidential election, I felt like I needed to do some kind of community service. Uh, <laughs> I felt a lot of other things too, but let's leave it at that. Um, and a text line is like a hotline, except that you don't need to talk on the phone, you can text. And that was everything to me because I really hate talking on the phone. The training was intense, very hard, and very interesting. I could sail easily through all the multiple choice quizzes, um, but I did sweat through the simulations of actual conversations and even failed a few um, the first time. People who text into the crisis line are often suicidal, and they're always at a breaking point. So it's really not a lighthearted endeavor. It's pretty serious. But you are well-trained by the time you're actually on the platform and a counselor. The main tenets of the training boil down to this. Listen, empathize, validate. You can't fix anything, so don't even try and don't offer advice. Let them know they're being heard. Just really listen and let them know you understand what they're going through and and just be there for them as they find their own way to a calmer place. And it works. 
it is crazy how well this works. Um, I've been a full-fledged counselor now for months, and I can see how brilliant it is. Um, people who start off feeling overwhelmed and even suicidal more often than not end up in a much better frame of mind just because you're listening to them. You're not finding solutions. You're not doing anything other than listening and saying, I hear you, and, and you have every right to feel the way you feel. Um, they feel like you're on their side, and that's enough. So after doing the training, I thought, this is so going to improve my relationship with my kids. <laughs> um, I have four children, three boys and one girl, ages 18 and up. Um, I love spending time with them more than anything else in the world. Um, and my goal in life is to try to make that feeling mutual. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't always succeed. Um, I think we, I'm a mom. Um, like, the other day, I had a great shift on the crisis text line. I was on fire. I listened carefully. I validated the feelings of all my texters. I didn't interfere, I just supported them as they found their own way to reduce their own stress. And just as I was logging off of the platform, uh, my daughter, who's here actually, texted from college. I'm sad, she wrote. Everything is awful. And ever the loving, thoughtful mother, I texted back, I can't deal with this right now. I just did two hours. I mean, I just did two hours on the text line, and I need a break. Just, I can't. Yeah. So um, that wasn't my finest parenting, um, but it also wasn't my worst. <laughs> um, like, this is worse. This is worse. Um, so, <laughs> and even this isn't the worst, but anyway. Um, the other day, my teenage son came home from school, from high school, and he was bummed. His teacher had bawled him out for playing a computer game in class on his laptop. Um, my son had tried to explain that he was brainstorming ideas for, for a project with his friends and that playing the game was actually helping him focus while they uh, talked. Um, and I'm sure you're shocked to hear that the teacher was a little skeptical about that. Um, but my son insisted it was true, and, and, and he came home feeling both very anxious and very misunderstood. You know, and I had done my training, so I was brilliant. I, I used all my great crisis text line techni techniques. I listened carefully. I validated his feelings. I didn't interfere, just let him find his own way to a calmer place. Oh, please, you know I didn't do any of that. I, <laughs> I'm a mom. I, d I didn't do any of that. No, what I actually did was um, jump in the second he finished talking. Um, I told him that he shouldn't have been playing a game in the first place in class. He knew better than that. Um, and of course the teacher was going to be upset about that. What was he thinking? Um, and I started listing all the things he could or should do to make it up to the teacher. You know, the, the, you know, he should probably go talk to the teacher during office hours or maybe send him an email apologizing, saying he'd never do it again, maybe even ask for extra credit work. Like, there had to be some way to prove to the teacher that he really wanted to make this up to him. Um, so I talked and I talked, and as I was talking, my son's face grew tighter and tighter. Um, you could actually see his features just sort of closing up shop. Um, 
When I finally stopped talking, he muttered, it's fine, it's fine. I shouldn't have told you about it, it's fine. And he walked away. And as soon as he did, I realized that I hadn't used a single one of the techniques I had trained so hard to acquire and had used so many times on the platform. I felt really shitty about it, and I wanted a do-over. So I followed him, and I tried to start the conversation again because, <laughs> yeah. This time, I was going to do it right. I even had, like, the phrases in my head, you know. I, I knew how I was going to do it. But he was done talking to me. He said he just wanted to be left alone, and he walked away again. I stood there wondering why I had messed up so badly when I knew better. I mean, I had spent months training to, to be good at this, and I had messed up. But the thing is, when strangers text into the crisis text line, I can just listen to them and, and just validate their feelings and, and let them talk. But when it's my own kids, I want to solve every problem for them. I don't want there to be problems in their lives. That's not what they want, and it's not what they need. My kids are smart. They can figure out their own solutions. And what they really want is what everyone wants, what everyone on the text line comes to us for, which is someone who will listen and be sympathetic and not rush to interfere. But even knowing better with my own kids, I can't resist diving in and interfering. On the plus side, I'm pretty sure I would be such a great mother to total strangers. <laughs> <laughs>